0: Hi, I'm Jake, your podcast producer here at New Hope, and I'd like to invite you to join us with our new show. It's called What Do I Say? And it's hosted by Pastor Ryan. It seeks to answer just that question. What do I say when I'm dealing with these issues? Whether that's homosexuality, the problem of good and evil, or does God exist? We invite you to listen along to today's episode. It's a good one. Hello, and welcome to the podcast show called What Do I Say? My name is Ryan, and I am the lead pastor at New Hope Church. And uh, if you're just joining us for the first time on this podcast show, the the goal is each time we put together an episode, we want to apply the timeless truths of Scripture uh, to the timely topics that we face today. And so each episode, we take on a different topic or a question and work that through. And again, the goal is to equip and to encourage you. Uh, today, my hope is to offer some words of perspective and encouragement in many ways. I, I hope this is just you and me able to to have a conversation together. Uh, here at New Hope Church, uh, we are currently going through a sermon series uh, through the Song of Solomon, and you can catch these uh, messages at uh, the church website, newhopeadel.org backslash sermons, or on Facebook or YouTube as well. But what's happening with this sermon series is it's bringing up a lot of challenging topics, especially around sexual sin. Uh, a lot of people are having conversations, and I'm getting to have conversations as well with, with people in our church and couples, and it's really bringing out, in a good way, places of struggle Uh, hurt in marriages, sexual addictions, pornography, and more. And this is a good thing, but it's, it's challenging. Now, in this podcast, I want to address how to get past your past. I mean, all of us at one time or another have done things we wish we had not done. I know I've had plenty of these moments. I mean, one pretty innocent example, but when I was 10 years old, I had a friend and he had a rickety old bike. It had no pedals and no grips on the handlebars. And my dad was very clear, do not ride that bike. It is not a safe bike. I don't want you on that bike. Well, one day my dad was in the driveway. He was detailing the family car. A buyer was coming later that afternoon to look and potentially buy the car. I was at the top of my street. It was a cul-de-sac. And for one reason or another, I hopped on that forbidden bike. I mean, what would it hurt? And I took off down the street faster and faster. There were no brakes, no handlebar grips, uh, no no pedals to do anything. I lost control. I veered into the driveway and the bike crashed into the side of the car as my dad was waxing and preparing it. The bike handle with no grips scraped off the entire side of the car, the paint that is. It dented the fender. Thankfully, I wasn't hurt, but actually, I kind of wish I was because then I at least get some sympathy from the moment. My dad, I I still remember, he was stress paralyzed. Like he just didn't even know what to say uh, in that moment. He was so angry he couldn't speak. Uh, Eventually he did speak, but that was a bad day. See, that's an innocent example, but those types of things happen to all of us. All of us find ourselves in places where we've done things we wish we hadn't done. Now back to our Song of Solomon series, we're looking at God's standards and expectations, especially around sex. And maybe... In this series, you've felt a little beat up, maybe discouraged, maybe you have felt uh, deep regret and just a weight from past mistakes, including sexual sin. You did some things at the time, they were fun and it seemed okay, but now you carry baggage and guilt and you wish you hadn't done what you did. You know, for many of us, it's difficult to get past our own past. Maybe for you, it's a struggle to accept God's forgiveness or forgiveness from someone else or even forgiving yourself. Or for some of you, the the challenge is, is not just about past regrets. It's also about today because you're still stuck doing things sexually or otherwise you wish you could stop. Maybe you're begging God to help you, but day after day or a week later, you fall into it again. Maybe this morning you feel like a total failure. And it's impacting your marriage, your relationship with your kids, your family and friends. Maybe you've even endured a divorce and it was devastating. And you look back with regret or guilt and you wonder how it all went wrong. Maybe you wonder if I'd only tried a little harder, prayed a little more, things would have turned out different. Some of you attend church. And you hear about ministry opportunities and ways to get involved in serving the Lord and serving alongside with others. And maybe you even feel a little unworthy because of your past, because of the things that you know that no one else knows. Your past continues to follow you. You know, it reminds me of the words of Pumbaa from the Lion King. You've got to put your behind in the past. Oh, I mean your past behind you. Now, okay, that's funny, maybe, but but the truth is, we need to go to the Bible. We need to hear from the Lord, how do we do this? How do we move forward when there's so many ways and places we fall down? This today, we're going to learn in this podcast how to get past our past. And look, if any of this, of what I've said so far, it resonates with you, I bet you're going to be able to relate with David. David from the Bible, see, he wrote these words in Psalm 38, verse 4. He said, my guilt has overwhelmed me. It's overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Here's what I hope you'll understand. And please, please hear me clearly on this. This is so important. Every follower of Jesus, every person God has ever used to do his work has a past. It's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for all the people in the Bible, too. Nobody begins their journey as a follower of Jesus as a perfect person. I mean, there's only been one perfect person, and he was nailed to a Roman cross to pay for the sins for all the unperfect people. I mean, everyone else. It's us. Every person has a past and has done things they regret. The key is that those God uses has allowed God to help them overcome their past. They don't live. Staring in the rearview mirror. Now see, I believe the Lord wants to help you overcome your past. And, and here what I want to do is I want to share with you just three ideas from the Bible to help you, to help all of us, learn how to put our past in the past and move forward into the future God wants us to have. So three, three ideas. Here's the first one. Your biggest mistakes are not too big for God's forgiveness. Let me just say it one more time your biggest mistakes they're not too big for God's forgiveness. Let's look together or just listen at 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. This is such an important verse. It says if we confess our sins and by the way to confess means to agree with God that's literally what the word means if we confess our sins or agree with God about our sins he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us. That word purify means to cleanse from pollution. He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now what's going on in this verse is that we have here a conditional promise from God. If we confess, then he will forgive and purify every time, no matter what there's no there's no matter like how big or how bad we think our mistakes are there's no footnotes to the verses say well god will will do that for these types of sins but man if you do this other one over here you're really stuck it is a conditional promise if we come to god because remember all sin is ultimately and first against god if we come to him and we bring it to him and we confess to him and we ask for forgiveness he will forgive that's a beautiful promise. It reminds me of, and some of you listening, you'll know what I'm talking about. It reminds me of the Etch-A-Sketch. Remember those? Never had one of those as a kid? I mean, it was my generation's iPad. It was the screen that you had and the two knobs and you would twist the the knobs and it would make lines. And of course, you can make pictures, houses and cars or whatever you want to do. Uh, Don't try to make a circle, of course. (laughs) It's never going to happen. But I would always have, for some reason for me, I would always sort of forget if I turned the dial right, what way the line would go. So I'd always um, take my line in the wrong direction, and I would mess up my illustration on the Etch-a-Sketch. Now, what would you do when you messed up on your Etch-a-Sketch? Well, if you remember, you would shake it and the screen wiped clean. It was actually pretty cool. And I think this is a really fitting illustration for what the Lord does for each of us. See, all of us have stuff on our Etch-a-Sketch. All of us have gone the wrong direction. All of us have, in our own ways, painted a picture that does not honor God, that dishonors even the people in our lives and has made a mess of our own way. It's the stuff you wish wasn't there, the mistakes that you don't want anyone else to see. It's the anger. It's the resentment you carry, the bitterness you have, your unfaithfulness, dishonesty, selfishness, and more. Whatever it is, the Bible again says, God is faithful, and he's just, and he will forgive your sins. Now, I don't want to sound like a salesman trying to up the ante here, but there is more to this. Now, I want to share with you now Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34. There it says, I will, the God now speaking, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. And again, this is amazing. We, we've all heard or said, um, I, will, I will never forgive. Or we've heard or said, I may forgive, but I'm never going to forget. And we actually took this topic on in a previous podcast. But God makes the choice to forgive and to forget your sin. Not, not that he does, can't remember anymore, but but to choose not to act on your sin. And, and it's not because you or I are so wonderful but because he is, and because of Jesus. Because of of the Son of God who, who died to pay the consequences of your mistakes, past, present, and future. Forgiveness is freely extended to you, but it cost him everything. His only Son died for you and for me. And this is the good news of the gospel. The cross covers all of it. The cross can cover all of it. Your biggest mistakes are not too big for God's forgiveness. See, if we want to get past our past and all those failures, and I I really pray that you do, each of us must recognize that there is no sin that you will commit or have committed that is too big for God's forgiveness. That's our first big idea. Our second big idea is this. You are not the sum total of what you've done. Rather, You are who God says you are. What I mean by that is you're not the sum total of your past actions, that that who you are is not this cumulative sort of resume of all the things that you've done, whether good or bad. That doesn't define who you are. Rather, we need to go to scripture and look to see, but who does God say that you are? What does he say about you? Friends, in far too many ways, all the time, we let culture and messages and social media and peers and all kinds of other things frame and define our identity. And we forget and ignore or ignore who God says we are. But when we get in scripture, we begin to see truth and what He says about us. See, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, you are, just as an example, you are love. You are secure in him. You are blameless and blessed. You are called to be a light to the world. You are adopted by God into his family. You're a new creation. You're, you're born again. You're chosen. You're dead to sin. You're delivered, forgiven. God's child, a recipient of grace, his, his co-worker. You are his workmanship, wonderfully made. You are healed from sin. You are holy and blameless. You are more than a conqueror. You are no longer condemned. You're not alone. And you're not helpless. You are protected. You are set free. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit, victorious, and so, so much more. That's the message we need to hear. That's the truth we need to hold on to. We need to go to God, to Scripture, to say, Who do you say that I am, Lord? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says this, Paul writes, he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. The old is gone. The new has come. This is amazing. And this is, this is good news. You are not what you have done in your past. That's the good news. Let me share with you now some bad news. The bad news is this, if if you are listening to this, and I'm so thankful that you are, but you have not made that decision to place your trust in Jesus as your Savior, if you do not identify as a follower of Jesus, a Christian, a person who has received God's free gift of forgiveness, healing, and a new relationship with Him, then, then the truth is you actually are defined by your sin. Now, you're still created by God, you're still created in his image. You still have value. And God still loves you and is pursuing you. But before God, you will stand guilty. You are what you've done. You, you are stuck in your sins, powerless, dead, spiritually dead, without hope. You are an enemy of God and a lawbreaker. And apart from him, again, there is no hope. You are a prisoner of sin. And I don't say this with any joy, and I'm not wagging my finger at you, I promise. Because there was a day that that was my story, too. That that was me. Before I made that decision to turn to Jesus, that's where I was and who I was. But anyone who belongs to Christ and has become a new person in Christ, that old life, that is gone. It's gone. And all things have been made new. You are a new creation. A new life has begun. Now, yes, you carry the, the habits and the sin patterns of the old you into that new life creation, and Jesus begins to work in you through the Holy Spirit to sanctify you, which simply means to help you become more holy or like Jesus. That is a process that will, will happen till the, the day you stop breathing. But in terms of positionally who you are in Christ, you are not what you have done in Christ it doesn't define you. Your sin is not too big for God's grace. Hang on to that truth. That's our second. And here's our third and final just big idea I want to communicate to you just as, as friends listening in on this podcast. Number three is this, that you cannot change your past, but Christ can change your future. I mean, let me just state it. It's, it's obvious. Your past is in the past. And although you may be living out the consequences of your past because sin always has consequences, the past is it's never coming back. And there's nothing you can do to change what you've said or done or really what's been said or done to you. And maybe maybe you're, you're somebody, you're listening, and, and, I, and I hope this isn't true, but, but you had a horrible thing happen to you. Maybe maybe you were molested when you were young or something like that. And it's a it's a tragedy beyond tragedies and painful beyond words. But as you sit here today, you you can't change what happened to you. Maybe you lost your marriage and you're in agony because it's over. And I ache with you. But there it sits in the past. Or you've said something and and you know you shouldn't have said it. You know it caused damage. And you would give anything to get those words back. But you also know you can't. The words have been said. See, your past may be in the past, but you can and should still learn from it. I want to encourage you, just again as friends, allow God to use to use the past to help you mature and to become more like Jesus. Allow God to use it even to minister to others, and then keep moving forward. See, he is a person, God, who who is one who wants to redeem that past. And what I mean by that is some of you have been through some things and you've done things that is in your past, and it's part of your story, but it doesn't define you. But it's exactly because it's a part of your story that God can use that to then powerfully minister and help other people, to point other people to Christ. See, remember, you have an enemy, Satan, and he will keep reminding you of those past failures. He will keep reminding you of those past events. He will whisper in your ear, well, that's who you are. He will whisper in your ear, you can't move forward. You can't move on. God can't love you. You're not worthy to have another person like a husband or wife love you. You're not fill in the blank That will be the case, and that will plague you day by day, but you have to keep moving forward, standing on the truth of who God says you are and what is truth about how he can use, redeem those past moments and mistakes to make an eternal impact in the lives of other people. You keep hanging on and trusting God. You keep remembering who he says you are, and you keep taking steps of obedience and moving forward. You can't change what happened. But you can decide what happens. See, God can give you the wisdom. He can give you the power and the strength to love him and to obey him. I want to close. And again, thank you for for being a part of this podcast. But I want to close with some words of Paul on this topic. Now, Now, before you think, okay, well, this is Paul. I mean, Paul wrote like half the New Testament. This guy was like the super Christian. He, you know, make no mistakes, perfect Paul. Not at all. I mean, Paul was self-righteous, cruel. He oversaw the murder and imprisonment of many innocent people, early Christians. uh, The truth is, Paul had a worse pass than anybody probably listening on this podcast. But I want you to listen to what he wrote. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, 12 through 15, he said these words. He said, not that I have already obtained this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, and here it is, forgetting what is behind and straining or pressing on toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. So you cannot change your past, but Jesus can change your future. So you press on. You keep moving forward. You keep your eyes fixed on Jesus like Hebrews 12 talks about. You, you do whatever it is he asks of you. You let him lead you. You lead your heart. You let him love you. You let him lead your heart. You let him change you. See, all of us have a past, but, but thanks to God, you also have a future too. And if your past is following you and nagging at you, and it keeps dragging you down, or you feel like you keep dragging it with you as you move forward through your days, as if it's your identity, as if it's your penalty that you have to carry this with you, can I encourage you today, leave it, leave it. Ignore any label you or others place on you that says you are any different from who God says you are. Never forget that the cross is sufficient to cover all sin and all of your sin. Leave your sin life. Turn to God. Trust him. Let him change you from the inside out. And this is something that that as you're just hearing these words, you're thinking, I, I want to do that. But I don't quite know how to do that. I don't quite know what this means or what my first step is. Maybe for you, your first step is it's time to say yes to Jesus. Maybe for you, you've you've been dabbling in church, whether New Hope Church or, or another church, or you've, I don't know, from years past read the Bible or or went to youth group, but it's been a very long time. But it's time, it's time to come home. And it's time to put your your stake in the ground to say, this is my conviction about who Jesus is, about who I am in Christ, and I'm gonna make a decision to place my trust in him as my savior. Maybe that's your action step today to begin to put your past in your past. And if that's you, can I ask you to do something? Would you, because I wanna talk with you, and would you shoot me an email at ryan at newhopeadel.org? And I'd like to talk with you about that and give you resources to help you through that. But maybe for others of you, what what your next step is in light of the things shared in this podcast, it's time for you to get some time before God, that you would you would just get on your knees, whether literally or figuratively, before Him, and that you would just come in an attitude of confession. God already knows it all anyway. And that you would lay it all at His feet, all the things of your past that you've been dragging along, and surrender it to Him, and trust Him for 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. That as you do that, he is faithful. He is just. He loves you so much. He's paid the price, the penalty price for the sin anyway. And he wants to help you experience real forgiveness. And he wants to help you move forward in victory. And he also wants to take those those places, those hurts, those black eyes, and those moments of regret and redeem them to make an impact on the lives of other people. Would you do that? Definitely am praying for you. Thank you again for listening and just your investment to explore truth and what God has to say about this important topic. Again, I just would encourage you, especially if you're in the Dallas County area and maybe listening, uh, whether um, New Hope Church is your home or not, uh, that join us in our sermon series going through the Song of Solomon as we are exploring uh, truth and getting God's perspective so that we can live out his perspective in lots of areas such as dating and marriage sex and purity. Very practical things for all of our lives. Thank you again for listening. God bless you. Know you're being prayed for. I'll see you next time.